In today's episode, I'm sitting down with one of the most inspiring people I know, my husband, Patrick Larson. He shares with us his struggles with anxiety and his journey to finally taking control of his health and his wellness. You're sure to be inspired, and this is definitely an episode you're going to want to share with your friends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. Today, I am very excited because I am talking to my husband, Patrick Larson, but only today, I'm actually not talking to him as my husband. I'm talking to him as someone who has kind of reclaimed their themselves, someone who has dealt with anxiety and, and made it through, someone who has really started to put the work in once again for themselves. And I find Patrick to be very inspiring. And I feel like many, several people listening are going to benefit from our chat today. So um, Patrick, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was the majority of my clients are women. And one of the big issues that my female clients run into is the fact that they are leading this healthy lifestyle, right? They're maybe they're tracking their macros, maybe they're just watching what they eat, they're exercising, um, but then their spouse isn't doing the same thing. So, you know, we were kind of in that situation for a while. And how, what would what advice would you give um, a female in that instance? Um. I think the number one thing, and unfortunately, probably not going to want to hear this, but it's patience. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes down to it's the individual's choice, and they're the ones that have to start down that right path. It took me a long time. Uh, my story is I knew it in the back of my head that one of these days I'll do it. I didn't. Number one, I didn't know how to do it. Um, I was um, a college athlete and very fit, and I'd always shown up, and everybody told me what to do, so I did what they told me to do. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I accomplished whatever I needed to do, and everything was good health-wise. However, I didn't have the skills on my own to um, go to the gym and and do it. I um, would go to the gym and hang out for 15, 20 minutes and be like, you know, Everybody else is doing all the stuff I wanted to do. I'm going to go home. So it, um, but but to those women, it's um, unfortunately it's up to that man. And the one thing I can remember is I, um, like I said, in the back of my head, I always knew that um, I needed to get back in shape, and I just didn't really know how to do it. And in the back of my head, um, or I, I knew that in the back of my head. And the worst part, Kylie would, you know, I'm watching Kylie, and she's fit as can be and awesome and I'd go work out with her and she'd kick my ass and you know part of that was was tough to swallow as a, for an ego for myself and um but there were times at home where I literally didn't have anything to do and she knew it and she would ask me hey I'm gonna go to the gym you want to come with me and I it would upset me and I would snap back and um because I knew I needed to do it I just it's hard to hear that from your spouse 
and she did it in a very nice, good way. Was she's never was threatening or condescending or mean to me with that. But it 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 uh, it was hard to hear because I knew I had to do it. But at the same time, in my head, I didn't. I knew I knew I I didn't know how to a hundred percent. You know, maybe one day I'd be great working out, but the next day then well, where I did the exercises I know how to do because the way I trained and the way I grew up training was we showed up, they had five, six exercises for us to do, whatever it may be. It was the big core muscles, you know, bench, squat, um, pull downs, triceps, biceps, back, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. And you did them as many times as you could, as hard as you could. And that was the workout. And I didn't really want to work out like that anymore. And the only thing I could do was classes, which I liked classes Hell, some of you may not even know this. I taught spin classes for a while. <laughs> and I've brought that up to a couple people here lately, um, um, to Colby and Gio. And they both were like, what? Seriously? And thought it was, thought it was great because it's, it's something that nobody would actually think that, that I did. And it's, which was really good. However, I, I didn't want to pay for the classes. So, you know, um, Patrick just mentioned Colby and Gio. Those are the two. Those are two people that he works with. If you guys have been following me for any amount of time, you know I'm so big on finding someone that you can work with because I firmly believe we cannot do this alone. Even if you are very intrinsically motivated and you are driven, there's going to come a time when you're not going to want to do it, or you're going to need the guidance of somebody else. So I can't stress enough: like find someone that you can drive with, that you trust, that can get you on this path. Now, another thing I want to ask you about, Pat, was... And, and real quick, um, so I don't know if I should interrupt now, but I'm going to... Um, I get to do that when it's my wife. Um, mm-hmm. How it all started, too, and the day that I started working out, this may be emotional, is I asked Kylie, I texted her something and said, will you, um, I don't know, can we go to the mountains? Let's just say that what it is. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I did text her this. This was last, coming up on a year ago. And um, she texts back, I will do whatever you want, only if you fill out this questionnaire. And it was, a, it was a questionnaire from Colby Nepp, who is now my trainer and who I went through a couple programs with. But she said, yes, only if you, if you fill this out. And that's kind of, that was the end of it. That's when I knew, like, and like I said, in the back of my head, and I, when I say in the back of my head, it, it's been six to seven years in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. That's how long that I didn't, I, I quit. I, I, and I, I made a conscious decision five, um, right before Brooks was born that, you know what, I'm going to work hard on at work and I'm going to work hard on my family. And I'm, I gave everything else up mm-hmm. and I did. And I got out of shape, overweight and felt crappy. And a lot of things spiraled into that. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk on that because I think that is one of the differences between men and women. We feel like we have these roles to fill and I can speak to being a woman and I want to shed some light on what I think it feels like to be a man, but I feel like I have this one role and part of that role is also to look good for whatever that's worth for, for my husband. And I feel that men have this idea that their role is to provide for their family and working and working hard. If they're doing that, they're, they're living up to their expectations, but you also have to take care of yourself. And I just think it's awesome that you are able to do that. And so it was that time. So I, and, um, honestly, luckily for me, Colby gave me zero outs when I showed up. He, uh, Kylie said, Fill out this questionnaire. I fill out the questionnaire, and I am not kidding you. I was not ready for this. I'm not kidding you. Thirty seconds later, I had a text, 
and a phone call from Colby saying the text was, hey, when can we set something up? I text back whenever, and he called me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, this is real. And, you know, at the same time, I was like, well, I'll talk to him. We'll figure this out. You know, it was kind of like, well, I appeased Kylie. I did it. You know, cool. And we set up, a, you know, a, a time to meet, which was a couple days later. And he had just started a um, five-person program, and um, that's kind of what I was, quote, interviewing for. And I went down and met with him, and um, in the meeting, we talked about a lot of stuff, and I told him my history and what I wanted to do and where I was at. And at the end of the meeting, he said, um, okay, well, um, so are you doing this? And he didn't, you know, he didn't ask me yes or no. He, he honestly was like, you're doing, are, are, are you in? And I, there's no way I could sit in that room and talk to him for an hour, hour and a half, and at the end of it, tell him no. There's just, I couldn't have done it. And so, um, you know, part of that's, again, ego and being a man. And I'm like, yep, I'll be here. And he said, all right, see you tomorrow at 5.30. And I just... This is a.m., I believe. A.m., 5.30 a.m. in the morning. And um, one thing about me is I always said I'm never working out in the morning. I don't do that. That's not me. I work out at night. You know, that was another excuse. And um, um, so when he said that, my stomach churned and dropped. And I I didn't know how to do it or what to do. And... um, I showed up at that, and part of me was too. I was I was afraid. I was scared to do it too, because I, you know, what if you fail? You, you know, everybody talks about that, and I know that's the. Uh, um, it, it's hard because um, again, I um, was a college athlete, and now I'm out of shape, and worried that people who I felt aren't as athletic or as tough or strong as me were going to kick my ass, and and they did for a while. But um, real quick with the Kobe story is I showed up um, the very first day. And we did our workout. We're at the t- towards the end of the workout, and uh, we're on the air bike, and we're going. And uh, I don't. We're two three minutes into the air bike, which isn't much now, but at the time I was dying, and I, I was struggling. And as I'm pushing my arms back and forth, my legs are going up and down. I lowered my head, and I started a lot of bad and negative self talk, and my sl- slouch slouched my shoulders, and I literally was telling myself at this point in time, like. How did you get this out of shape? Why would you let yourself do this? How does somebody do this? And I was, you know, I was starting down that rabbit hole, and it was amazing. Um, I will never forget this. Colby walks up to me, put his hand on my back, and got real close to me and whispered in my ear. Um, he just said, pick yourself up, sit up straight, and look forward. And then he just walked away. And I knew right there that I was good. I knew right there that I knew I, I could do it, and I didn't need a, come on, you can do this. I, all I needed was, he, like I said, he put his hand on my back and said, sit straight up and look forward, and I just kept pushing, and I knew, oh, okay. I, I clicked out of it, and um, from that point on, I've been, I've been good. <laughs> and, you know, we, we do get into that spot where we think, how did I get here? And it doesn't matter where you're at right now. It just matters if you want to get somewhere else and what are you going to do to get there? And, and you took those steps. So I love, I love that story. Um, but I other, also want to talk about several years ago, a handful of years ago, Patrick dealt with a pretty intense bout of anxiety. And again, he made it through. He's currently thriving. But this is another one of the things that I want to focus on throughout the podcast is mental health and destigmatizing therapy. And Pat, can you tell us about that time in 2017 when you were, I mean, really in your head and dealing with a lot of stuff? Yeah, it was, um, it was a rough year. Um, I was working very hard and, and doing well and very successful. It's just 
there was a big empty spot and I, I didn't know what it was. And I, um, was struggling in the sense of, I felt these, what this way. And I, I, I didn't know why. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. Um, and I've, I've felt anxious and dealt with anxiety before. And it seemed to me in the past where I could take, it was a thing where if I could slow some stuff down and take a real big deep breath and kind of let that out and do that a couple of times, things kind of went away. And I remember on my way to work one time back then, and I, I tried to do it and I couldn't, I couldn't get that breath. And I kind of started to panic, like, oh no, like I'm, I'm getting so, so wrapped up inside and I have so much going on that I can't even slow myself down. And to be honest with you, that just started it all off. And it was a culmination of a lot of things. I was putting a lot of stress, um, financially, um, you know, my, my, my job and, 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 and trying to be the best dad I could. And it was, it was, it was really, really hard. And I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get out of my, my head. And what the worst, the absolute worst part was I, I then quit. I couldn't sleep. I, mm -hmm. I, I would, I was exhausted. I would come home from work exhausted. I would fall asleep on the couch for a couple of minutes, be tired, go up to bed and I laid in bed and I, and now that this has happened, I talked to a lot of people and a lot of people really deal with this. And I, 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 I never knew people did this or it happened to people, but then I would lay down in bed and I, I literally would not go to sleep all throughout the entire night. And then the fact that I didn't sleep when I, as, as I'm waking up or as I'm waiting for my alarm mm. to go off added more anxiety because I knew that I had to do a whole nother day again without sleeping. And it just would pile up and pile up and pile up. And my way to deal with it is I would come home and on the weekends try to sleep and I didn't, and that goes back into health and all that. I did nothing. I, um, you know, I would act like I wanted to go golf and I would golf. Sometimes it was fun. Sometimes I even hated it. And that was the one thing I liked to do. And that was when it was really hard is when you realize like, hey, I'm doing this for me. And this is, I'm out with my best friends. And I still just want to go home. And when I was home, then I didn't want to be here. Or, you know, I didn't feel like I was doing what I needed to do. And so it was, it was, it was really hard to stop. It, it was just a lot of self-negative talk that I, I hadn't ever dealt with before that I couldn't get to stop. And, you know, I'm lucky, as you guys can see, Pat is very communicative. He is able to talk about his feelings and able to express himself. And as he's going through this, he, he's opening up to me about what he's feeling. And I, I, I will say, I do feel like I'm a good listener. But when it came to action items about what he could do, I was at a loss. I didn't know. And I was like, I think maybe you should. I think maybe you should go chat with someone. Well, and, and that was that was the best thing is, and and I'll be honest with you guys, I was worried about um, Kylie's reaction. I that that was really hard for me because she's a tough she's a tough chick, <laughs> and I didn't know if she would think, "Nah, it's your problem. You deal with it." Or, you know, it was the first time we'd I'd gone through something like that. We'd gone, you know, it wasn't just me going through it too. She was going through it with me, and without her, um, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I can still remember one night. We normally have dinner and sit down and watch a, a show. We like to call it a TV show. And um, we sat down one night and I paused the show and I just turned to her and I, I just started talking and she just sat there and then would have some of the most amazing thoughts and, and thought provoking questions for me. And, you know, it, that made me feel really, really, that, that was huge. That made it everything because I knew I had somebody I could depend on. And honestly, there was, um, um, uh, probably talk about this again, but there was a three day period where I, 
woke up. And before I left for work, I asked her to hug me and cried. <laughs> when I came home, I did the same thing. But so, and it happened within three days and, or yeah, three days. And I cried four times trying to leave the house. And one of them, I was actually going golfing and it was just, it was tough. And I'm, you know, the whole time I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell is going on? And I just, you know, you just think you can power yourself through it and, and will yourself through it. And it, I can still remember when Kylie told me that she was sitting at the dinner table and I was walking by and I was just... Like she said, I, I like to tell talk about my feelings and I'm just talking about it. And she's, she looked up at me and she's like, I think you need to go see somebody. I think you need to talk to somebody about this who's, you know, a professional. And and that's what I needed to hear too was, unfortunately, I couldn't couldn't see out of the fog, to be honest with you, to to know what to do. And just having her say that and, and what made it um, stick too is... Then, you know, talking to my mom, too, she said the same thing. You need to go see somebody. And having the two, you know, women that are the most important or closest to me or and the, the best relationship I have with the two women in my life, to have them say the same thing was, was it was obvious. And so that's what I did. And I went and saw my therapist and, um, you know, talked and cried a lot. And as you guys could tell with shaky voice, it's, um, I'm, I'm emotional. I always will be. And. I'm okay with that, and um, it's the way. That's the way, you know. Some people don't, and some people do, and I, I definitely do, and and that's you know that's nothing to be ashamed of or mm-hmm. nothing to worry about either. And it's um, but the, the therapy was awesome. It was somebody to talk to, and 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 I was afraid to talk to, and and it wasn't my wife, although she was fantastic. There, you know, there was obviously my therapist went to school and had had ways mm-hmm. to get me out of that and help me think about it. And one of the, I don't know if anybody goes through this anxiety or stress stuff, but one of the best things she taught me was, um, because like I said, when I wouldn't sleep, I was even more anxious and more worried the next day. And she's like, you know, well, the number one thing she told me is I need to get my gut right, which meant you need to get in shape. You need to, your, your gut, every, your gut more powerful than your brain. sort of, sort of in, in, in the state I was in, in, it was. And, she was in a roundabout way telling me I needed to get healthy, and um, which I've done, and it, it's helped a ton. I, I feel a lot better. But another, the second thing was when I told her, I was like, when I sleep, I just I'm more anxious. She's like, you just need when you get up, you need to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to be a little tired today. Today I'm going to be a little tired, and for some reason, I don't know if that works for anybody else, but boy, it, it helped me out a ton to just know, like, yep, today I'm going to be a little tired, and it, it made me be able to get through the day. That stress of hey, I didn't sleep was gone, and I I could handle it. You know, what I like about you bringing that up too is the fact that your partner, your partner is not supposed to play every single role for you. Your partner cannot be your nutrition coach. Your partner cannot be your personal trainer. Your partner cannot be your therapist. And I just want to encourage everyone again to like find those people that can support you because when you focus on you, you are you are doing the best thing you could possibly do for your relationship. I really believe that. Like watching Pat um, go through this transformation has been has been phenomenal. But I couldn't have been the one to to guide him through it. Well, now, that's, and that's too much stress on you too. I mean, it's you know now now I rely on Colby a ton and Geo a ton to 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 help me, and mm-hmm. it's it's fantastic to go see those guys and work my ass off and, and come home and you and I can be husband and wife. And mm-hmm. I mean, and that goes into too, the fact that you bring up like, you know, you can't be my nutrition coach either you, and you're not. And I don't ask you those things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, 
that, that you know we need to have our relationship and and um, let other people help us with those other things and that's that's um, I think that's helped us a ton. The other thing I want to bring up before we transition is is the gut health. And if you guys listen to the podcast with Allie, we talked about how you know Allie can get your hormones just right and I can get your macros just right, but if something still isn't changing, if you're still dealing with gut health issues, chances are you you need to check yourself and and your stress levels. And we live in a highly stressful society these days. I mean, it's it's impossible to get away from stress. So what does that mean? We have to find ways to deal with our stress. And again, that's where nutrition and um, exercise. But beyond that, spending time with your family, doing things that really fill you up instead of taking you away. That those are like the big triggers that will help you get over a bunch of this gut health stuff. We're so worried about eliminating corn and wheat and eggs when we probably need to just spend some time off of our phones and breathing fresh air. Um, now, as you've noticed, Pat is super communicative and he's very open about his feelings. And I've oh, I've, been, I've been like, Pat, you've got to share your story. You are the guy. You are going to be the guy that's going to get guys to talk about their feelings because you're a guy's guy. But you're also super super vulnerable. And I want to know, Patrick, like what happens when you start talking to other men about your experience? Um, honestly, it's 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 amazing. I like Kylie said, she's told me since I've started going through my anxiety stuff and realizing it and trying to get better and working on it, that I do have a story and I I you know, I'm still not hundred percent there, but I, I didn't believe her at first for sure. I'm like, no, I'm just a regular dude trying to figure this out. Struggling myself, I can't worry about other people. And as I've gone through this, it is amazing. I'm amazed at um, all my friends or even, heck, there was a guy this um, New Year's that I told my story to I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. And that just tells you a little bit about my, about me too. <laughs> you get me in that role and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you everything. I'm, you know, sometimes I need to probably back off a little bit. But um, I, 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 let's just say I've told this to, I don't know. A dozen guys and talked to them and, and had a heart to heart. At the end of the conversation, I'm a hundred percent with I'm twelve for twelve for the guy to look at me and say thank you for that story. And to me, one of them was um, recently with um, Tony Singh. He, we we met at a Buddy's um, birthday party, and I told him the story. And at the end, he said the same thing. He hugged me, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. I'm a hugger, and um, it made me realize that. People, people just want to know that there's other people out. Guys want to know that there's other guys out there struggling with the same damn thing, and you don't know what where it's coming from. You don't know what's happening, and you know some of these guys that I've talked to are the biggest, strongest dudes I've I've met and know. And just by me telling my story, they've been able to tell their theirs. And at the end of the conversation, like I said, I've I've got to thank you for telling me that because it 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 has helped them, and I I didn't realize that, and I, I'm. Um, you know, I, we'll see if I, if I can take it somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily what my passion is, but at the same time, I I do know there's guys out there that, that need just to know that they're, they're not alone Mm -hmm. in this. And that was huge. One of my best friends, um, Mark, he, he went through it too. And I remember I was driving up from Colorado Springs one day and I called him and we were chatting and I, and just happened to ask, Hey, how you doing? And he told me not great. He wasn't sleeping and we dove into it and he and I were going through the same damn thing. And I remember coming home and telling Kylie about it and telling her like, 
hey, I was excited. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark's going through the same thing. <laughs> I know I felt terrible about it because I wasn't happy Mark was going through it, but I was so thankful that I knew somebody else was struggling that, okay, I'm not like this weirdo, you know, super stressed out, anxiety-ridden, weird dude. Like, I'm trying to work some, through some stuff. And, you know, come to find out, everybody goes through it. I, I mean, every single guy I've talked to has gone through it, and they have very, very similar stories, and it's really good to... to um, to hear honestly and you know if there's a guy out there listening to this or ends up listening to this and wants to talk i'm obviously i'm out there i'm, I'm free to talk to and if, if somebody has a plan to, to put this into process too then i'm, I'm here to listen as well is is if there's a i mean i hate the word guys group or but whatever it may be like <laughs> let's chat well and you know if it would be would were to become something big or not you're making an impact one person at a time and it doesn't have to be huge it can be one guy here and one guy there and that's the power of sharing our story we because we all have a story to tell like it mentioned in erica's podcast we all have these stories to share and you just never know what someone's going through when you look at them you know i like to joke and call pat party pat and a lot of my friends know pat as party pat but pat wasn't party pat in 2017 (laughs) and 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 that's okay but there's nothing better than being able to say, oh my gosh, me too. I feel that way because you don't feel so alone. And I think I mentioned it on the podcast with Allie. One of my favorite takeaways from the Mr. Rogers movie, remember he said, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Mm-hmm. And so if you could talk about it and bring it up, you can manage whatever it is that you're going through. And you, it doesn't mean talk about it to yourself. I <laughs> mean, Talk to no. somebody. No, because that's what you don't want to do. Right. Talking to yourself is that that that's what got me, and it, it, it was awful. Yeah, you're being alone in your own head with your own thoughts is a super dangerous place to to be. Well, those are the really the big key points that um, I wanted to talk to Pat about. You know, his advice on how to get your partner to get moving, and which is you can't be you can't be the person telling them or well, demanding and, and, them. And part of that too is you know part of that was. A, that's Kylie's thing. I mean, oh. that was her profession. And, you know, that's what I felt. It, it, it was very strange to have that feeling like, well, that's her thing. I, you know, I don't, it's what made it difficult for me to, to, you know, cause then I was afraid, I was afraid that it was going to be our thing rather than my thing. Mm-hmm. So that was hard, which was, um, overthinking the whole situation because, you know, now, um, I have my own thing and I work out my own times and, with my own people and then there's times where we get to go on the weekend which is very nice and I I do I do like that but everybody needs to have their own stuff too it's important because you are working on your own thing and your own head and you don't be sharing everything with your significant other I mean a lot of stuff but you know I and I like I said too she'd also kick my ass and that was hard (laughs) I mean it's amazing how how um how much endurance she does have and she's competitive. So that was tough, <laughs> but that, that was, um, that just made it hard for me. But, um, and then I got upset about it too. And, and, you know, and I told you that, you know, I was a college athlete and one thing I do want to say is that's what I identified with. And unfortunately that was 20 years ago. So part of that was like, Pat, you need to wake up and, you know, yeah, you're, you may have been a college athlete, but, you wouldn't run, be able to run to first base right now. Who's that guy from Napoleon Dynamite? 
Uncle. Oh, Uncle Nico. Nobody, Rico. Rico. Nobody wants to be Uncle Rico. No, but it was that was my identity. You know, yeah. that's what that's what I I I tried to do. I strive to do, and I'm very proud of that. And I worked really hard, but that was back then, and I had to step up to the plate and and do it myself now. And it's it's feeling really good. And part of it too was you know, and what I'm trying to do is relate this for the the ladies out there for their men. And part of it too was. Um, you know, I always practiced and worked out for something, like to be the best baseball player, to be to be stronger, to hit the ball farther, to make it through an entire season without getting hurt, to, to whatever that may be. And you're done with that, and it's kind of like, well, why now? And I, you kind of lose that for a little bit. So it's, you know, and I don't know if that's an activity that, you know, a guy can do or a family can do together and, and figure that out. Like, hey, you know, we need to be fit for our kids, and it's a huge example that, we need to set for them too. So that's, that's part of it. So that brings up a great question. Um, you know, before when you were younger and you were an athlete, you were doing it for the game. That was your why. I've got a yep. game. I need to do this. Yep. So now what is your, what's your why? What's your motivation? Now um, it, it's because it makes me feel good. I, awesome. I feel, I feel so much better now. And um, part of it is too, I, I came to find out I have celiacs. And so that, that's um, an added uh, hurdle for me and I, I took a woe was me attitude when I first found out and that's kind of when I gave up in the, the health fitness area too is when I found out I had celiacs and I was like god that's just something else I have to worry about and then I you know so then anytime there's a um, treat or dessert that's gluten free at that time I would eat it because I felt like I deserved it mm-hmm. and that was really hard um and now I, I know, like, hey, you, you know, you need to eat for your body, not for not for the the, the fun of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was hard. But the celiac part was just an um, added um, struggle for me, and I I, I allowed it to to uh, make excuses for for me to do stuff. And you know, and like I said, it just added to the stuff on my plate. So I felt like it was just even harder. So why even? Right. Why you try? It's really easy to get stuck in that too. I use the example of me. Not, so you guys know I don't like to clean my house, and so it'll get to this point where I get so overwhelmed I don't even know where to start, and so I'll just I just won't. And I feel like that's maybe how you felt. Like you you get to this point, you're so overwhelmed, you don't even know where to start. What should I do? And since I now coach people through this, it's like just do the smallest thing possible. Just eat slow. Eat slow. Walk. You do not need to track your macros. You do not need to book a bunch of workout classes. You do not need to equip your home gym with every state-of-the-art piece of equipment. Just eat slow. Walk. Breathe. And you are making huge strides. So thank you, Patrick, for sharing your story with us. And if you guys do want to reach out well, to Pat. And, and one thing real quick, too, is, and Kylie taught me this, is Part of it too, like I said, I didn't want to pay for the classes. I didn't want to spend the money. And, and that I think a, a very important part of your life is you need to pay other people to help you. And you need to pay for your fitness. You need to pay for your health. And you need to find the right people too. So that, that's something that um, I had a hard time swallowing. I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't – I thought – one part of it too was I thought I don't need – you know, that that means I'm, I'm telling people I need help. Uh-huh. I'm telling the world like I need help to do – I need the help to get in the gym. And now there's nothing wrong with that. Hell, it's I look forward to it. It's Heck good. Yeah. Like I, somebody else has the the workout plan for me, and I work out hard, and I lift a lot. You know, I feel <laughs> I lift a lot of weight, and and it, it, it's good. So I mean, go invest in that. Like Kylie's taught me, invest in yourself, and that's that's it's important, and it's it feels good. That that 
it's better to have that money go there than um, someplace else stupid. And I will say, when you find the right person, it won't feel like an expense. It's no. just a, something that you have to do. No. Uh, and it's definitely mm-hmm. worth it. You do have to invest in yourself. What, do you, what else are you going to do? I mean, you could still go golfing and you can still have cocktails, but I'd rather have cocktails once every three months than right. every weekend. Right. Yeah. Totally. Or just not know where that money went. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the other thing is like all of a sudden, like, oh, crap, I don't know where it's going. Right. Now I know, you know, it's it's going towards my health and, and for me to be a better overall person. And it, it, it feels good. It feels really good. And I, I never thought I would be there. I yeah. really didn't. And, you know, Kylie's taught me a lot to um, to do that. And it, it's it's great. I love it. Any, any other final thoughts, Patrick? Um, <laughs> the last thing I would just like to say is... Um, Kylie, I'm super proud of you and I love this. This is cool. I'm honored, absolutely honored to be on your podcast. Thank you. And I, I can't wait. I, uh, I married Kylie because she is a strong, independent woman and I'm amazed at how strong and, and independently, um, healthy she is in the sense where I, what I love the most about her is she wants to do something and sees like, Ooh, I'd like to do that. You know what she does? She freaking does it. And it's 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 awesome. And and I love it, babe. And I am so honored to be on this podcast. And thank you very much for having me. And I love you. I love you too. Well, I wouldn't be able to do it without you. Because I am a strong and independent woman. Although I need help with lots of things. And Pat allows me to be that independent person. So we just support each other. I mean, our marriage is not perfect by any means. But... We do support each other, and I do think that is that is the key to a long-lasting and healthy relationship. Amen. Amen. Awesome, you guys. Well, we'll talk to you soon. I look forward to further episodes with you. Um, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.